Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwave style at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are sort of almost in the Christmas spirit, but still have another week to sprint through. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Are we starting with a hard zag? We said Outlander first, but then yeah, we started talking about Star Wars. Let's do Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. Um, it's going to be kind of spoilers, so watch it's out. It's going to be all spoilers. Yeah. I can't go non-spoilers. No. Then we can't have a conversation about it. No, that's, I, I couldn't speak in, <laughs> no, I couldn't speak in vagaries about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You did not like it. Not as much as Force Awakens. No, I think Force Awakens uh, better. I don't know. I have, I'm not sure. I think I have mixed opinions about both of them. I really like the first two thirds of Force Awakens and then the last third, once they get to planet sucks and in this it was just like it was like, like certain moments were like 110 percent totally in, and then other moments i was just like this is going on for two and a half more hours like it was just like mm-hmm. it dragged it dragged there were yeah the, i think i think the middle third really dragged i think the first third was okay and the second third was, and the last third was okay but the middle third was like bah. yeah um and part of that was they have like i was saying before we started recording they're, they're suffering from like walking dead syndrome where they have like longtime fans mm-hmm. and fans of like the original source material, and then new fans who who got introduced to Star Wars literally by watching Force Awakens, mm-hmm. um, and so they're trying to like service both sections of fans, and I think they kind of maybe drop the ball a little bit. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, so like just make the make a good movie, mm-hmm. and people will like it. And if they don't like it, then they're wrong. Like who cares? And I read, too, I forget where I read this last night, but I was just doing, like, some casual reading of reviews to see, like, mostly do people agree with me. (laughs) And someone had a pretty insightful comment where they said that this middle movie was about showing the heroes that they aren't heroes all the time. Like, Poe's whole trying to do a Mm -hmm. stupid plan that was never going to work. Mm-hmm. And and I liked that he failed at all of the turns. Yes, and Finn fails. Yeah, Ray makes some mistakes too. Luke makes a lot of mistakes. Like it wasn't necessarily no. like that perfection of the hero's journey that mm-hmm. even a New Hope does. Mm-hmm. But I think that once we look at the trilogy as a whole, this like last this third trilogy, which is insane to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I think you'll find their journeys as heroes, like right now where they are in their in their develop, they're at the bottom of that circle, right? Yeah. And they're they're gonna come out of the depths, um, and I think Poe at the end is starting to like come out of, and Finn yeah. as well, and Ray as well. But their journeys are just very different to get to that point. Mm-hmm. For Poe, it's all about like relinquishing control. Yes. And doing that in a responsible way. And listening to other people. Oh, strange! <laughs> strange how this could. A good thing to do. And for for Finn, it's about recognizing that like people need you, mm-hmm. but also you need them, mm-hmm. and that it kind of it has to go both ways. So like, there's that balance, that idea of balance right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Ray, I think it's sort of reconciling the the attraction that she feels to Kylo Ren mm-hmm. in whatever form that takes. And, like, her notion that really deep down, like, she should be on um, the, the side good. of good. Yeah. But, like, there is that draw to the dark side. Because, um, as we were saying before, it was super, like, that story arc. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it was great. It was as soon as any time you heard like the background sound fall away. Yeah. And it was just like that fuzz. It was just like, yes. It was good. What is going to happen? What are they going to say? When they touched, I was like, whoa, mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. Thought the house was gonna start on fire. Like it should have. Like, Whoa, that was like electric. It super was. I went with Riva and a couple other friends, and um, <laughs> her and I were talking about it afterwards about how there's probably like the fan fictions, like what would have happened if Luke hadn't have, <laughs> hadn't have come in. No. <laughs> and I looked last night. There totally is already. <laughs> it's been two days. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Yeah, um, but no, I I, su- I enjoyed that because like I think I think that that's in it because I think. I think along the way, too, in, like, the original trilogy, there's always this notion that, like, the heroes are on the side of good mm-hmm. all the time, right? That and that, there's no gray area. Yeah, that they're, that they're completely, you know, they're infallible and whatever. And then I think you see this idea, like, where Rey was set up right from the beginning of the first one, that she's the hero, she's the new hero. Mm-hmm. And now she's had this, like, sort of brush with the dark side. And she's not... She's not opposed to it. No. The way that maybe in the original trilogy they would have been opposed to it. And I think it's interesting too that that opposition comes knowing that everyone she loves and cares about is on the side of good. Mm-hmm. If it was reversed, mm-hmm. I don't know if she would have that strong of a moral wonder there. Maybe not. Well, because if you look at Kylo, like, everyone who he loves and cares about or loves and cares about him is on the side of good. Yeah. And he's like, meh, fuck it. He's just cutting strings, man. Yeah. Except he doesn't want to cut that string until that's when, at the end, yeah. there, when, when Ray like, shuts the door, that, I thought that was very powerful to, like, sever that connection. Mm-hmm. For a while, anyway. Um, I don't know how long it'll be severed, but... No. But it's still quite... But then you saw, you saw Kylo, like, not being able to, um, you know... To, to kill his mother. Mm-hmm. No, he even killed his father, but he wasn't able to kill his mother. Um, and so he's still, there's still that little tiny bit, and so that bit that where Ray's talking about how, like, she feels like she can reach him. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably not wrong. No, because he does, like, he takes out Snoke. Yeah, which that scene was fucking incredible. Oh my god. Like, I wanted the whole movie to just be that scene because it was gorgeously done, gorgeously shot. Like, just the two of them and that eye contact or whatever, and then when you see that little, like, flicker of his fingers, and you're just like, oh, what? I know. So one of my buddies that I was with, when that happened, he, like, fist-pumped in the theater. I did, too. It was was great. And love Snoke just, like, falling prey to classic hubris. Yeah. Just saying he looks inside Ben, and he sees he's now decided to be on one side. And I was like, oh, but it's the wrong side! You're gonna die! (laughs) (laughs) so great oh yeah it was I, I enjoyed that part but uh, yeah like it was a me- there was some messy bits I think but whatever I love how Hux is just woefully incompetent yeah just like walking into Shakira's Hux is like the no he- idea what Hux is do. like the face of the stormtroopers though and mm-hmm. the stormtroopers are also woefully incompetent so like <laughs> that's true it's all good did you know Reva reminded me of this yesterday that um Prince William and Prince Harry were in, in the same as stormtroopers in the same scene with Tom Hardy, also as a stormtrooper. I, w- I yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't find out which scene it was. Oh, I'm just gonna have to watch it again and see if I can figure it out. See if you can tell. Yeah. Um. I also thought that they wasted Phasma quite a lot. I think that they could have done, but I, I but I also feel like that's a setup, and that's kind of the again the, like the the middle the middle film problem is like it's yeah. setting up for those collisions in the third. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, I'm thinking about it now and just knowing what, like, what's happened in, in, in Avengers, right? In the first Avengers. And then the second one was, like, kind of woefully inadequate. But it set up Civil War. But it set up, it set up Civil War, which is then going to set up Infinity War. And so, like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great movie, but... It still sucks to sit through that, though. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not going to go watch the third one without having seen the second one. Unless it's Transformers, because then I don't think it mattered, but... Um, you know, you're not gonna... And they know that, right? And, and that's sort of the unfortunate part. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I think one of my favorite things in terms of humor, um, because we were discussing as well that it tried too hard to be funny. It tried so hard. Um, and at points it was, like, painfully unfunny. Yeah. Like, there were comedic beats and no one in the theater mm-hmm. made a peep. I found Chewie funny because he doesn't talk, right? That's my favorite. Is like because you, it's, it's all an intonation. And I love how Ray just understands him immediately. Yeah. And that's like, Luke is just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is going on it's here? Not explained. Who are you? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, but I like I like those kind of beats. But I again, I think that they tried too hard to like be that sort of campy mm-hmm. sci-fi that the original was, and mm-hmm. it's not that anymore. And no, some of the criticism that I read online, one, one a comment that I read on Twitter, someone was just like, I haven't seen it yet, but every, everything that I've seen about people who don't like it were basically disappointed they didn't get to see the same Star Wars movie for the ninth time. And I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment, because it wasn't the same. Because it took some of that mythology that they created and ripped it apart. Well, and their, their ending storylines of people from the original Yes, and that trilogy. and that's for people that's like, you don't do that apparently. Yeah. But like, everyone dies eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some people almost die, and then the Force brings them back to life. That's true. I was super angry about that. Were you? It's just like, why? Why? I know. In terms of what she does at the end, yeah, it's very little. Yeah. Like, she's in on the salt thing. She just says, don't look at me. He, look, listen to them. They've got the plan. Like, she doesn't really do yeah. anything. Yeah. But. Other than tell Poe to, like, fucking relax. Yeah. <laughs> That's her job. So it's a bit... But Poe does need someone to do that for him, though. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do it himself. No one else is going to tell him. No. Um, but, like, that one I kind of get. Mm-hmm. You know, and now, I mean, ultimately now that that's, like, the last one, that right? Then I guess... I know. So, like, I was like, okay, this is how they're doing it. Yeah. Right? And it would be if that was how she was removed from the trilogy I thought okay this is a good ending yeah right she's going out trying to save everybody yeah she and, and it's really the evil forces that are over absolutely overwhelming them they've yeah. got like 15 dudes on their side yeah. now like it would have been a lot better had she been the one to stay on the cruiser yes and Laura Agreed. Dern like that was I, I did not like that I didn't like because I as soon as she was introduced and I don't know maybe we all fell for it but I was like I assumed that she was bad just to 100%. Be, and then she wasn't and I was just like what? Mm-hmm. but like I it, I think if if Leia had been the one to stay on the cruiser and like drive that fucking cruiser at warp at like light speed warp speed oh not warp speed that's Star Trek um <laughs> <laughs> at light speed through. So badass. Oh, that would have been so great. So and what an ending. Badass. Like, that would have been, like, and that yes. would have been, like, her funeral pyre. Like, we are all stardust. Yeah. Yeah. So great. That would have been so much better. That's exactly Poor what choice, Ryan Johnson. <sighs> yep. Um, but I like the end scene. I thought was, fu- that little, with that little boy, it was fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And he's got his, like, resistance ring mm-hmm. from Rose, and, like. I super liked Rose. She was wonderful. She was great. I didn't like her, how she saves Finn because of 
romance. Like, it was just like... But she loves him. Why not? But do they always have to be romantic? Yes, they do. Always. Of course they do. Finn and Poe need to be together, Megan. This Um, is what the internet has said. The very first thing that Poe said (laughs) was Finn, naked. I know. Oh, that made me laugh. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, that would have been pretty great. Finn naked, covered in water? What? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And he's like, where? (laughs) Show me. (laughs) There's just a lot of ways that could have gone. That would have been preferable. Um, But I think... I don't know. I liked it. It wasn't great, but, like, I liked it. And I think it's that I liked better than Force Awakens. Um, I didn't hate Kylo as much in this one as I did no, Force Awakens. He was, he was so awful in the last one. Yeah, he was just, like, an impetuous baby. But he, in this one, He was just an like, impetuous emo piece of shit. When the <laughs> Ray and him had their mind connection and he was, like, Greasy without a shirt on. I, I do. Like, I super enjoyed. Please put your cape on. No, but I super enjoyed when she was asked him to cover up. Like I thought that was really great. Yeah, because it's sort like, of like. Also, his body makes no sense. His arms are like as long as a gorilla's arms. So I know, and like, those were like whole image is incredibly uncomfortable to me. There was those were some like high waisted mom jeans. Yes, <laughs> they one hundred percent were. And like, there's no way that Kylo is like physically strong he's like the most emo of emo people like he does not work out let's be real yeah but yeah but for the same reason all the storylines had to be romantic (sighs) and like and and that was the interesting thing about their storyline too is there was that like sort of weird undercurrent um which i don't necessarily think again that she's 100 percent opposed to it to that notion i think it was so borderline like hard to pin down what they were feeling Mm -hmm. like it was it's it's like a chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's something. Yeah. But it's not. It's almost kinship. It's almost familial. Yeah. But it's. But not, I'm not convinced that it's romantic. I don't know if it's necessarily romantic either. But I think, and if it is, it's probably more from him than it is from her. Because then at yeah. the end, when she's sitting there and she sees Finn like doting on Rose, and she's like crestfallen. But she kind of like has that smile to herself too. yeah but she, there's still that like because she's so relieved to see him and yes. then and then they're you know going to safety and she's realized that mm-hmm. all these things have happened that she hasn't been there and finn's met yeah you know also her getting off uh, off of kylo's ship and just happens to be on the millennium falcon next was a real plot hole uh-huh. i i was like uh-huh. i was just like where is she where did oh, she come okay from? now she's shooting a gun on the falcon yeah. all right yeah uh yeah mm-hmm. but what are you gonna do again it's, it's a middle and that's the thing it's a middle movie like it wasn't gonna be better i don't think than force awakens across the board it I don't understand how the critics have given it 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and the fan score is 53. Because the fans are mad that, the, that this is why, the fans are mad that it's not the identical Star Wars movie. They're mad that they're, that the people that they, the characters that they've known for years and years didn't have a central roles. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, Mark Hamill was reduced to being a distraction. But he's not. He's but not he a was. distraction. No. no, he's not. Yeah, he was. No. Luke Skywalker, at the end, he was reduced to being a distraction to allow people to escape. 
Yeah, but, but that's like, his sacrifice. Of course, but then, if, but that's that's the that's problem. His that's choice. where that's where people don't like that because because it wasn't actually him fighting. He's like eighty fucking years old. People. Yeah, give me a break. As soon as he bent down backwards, I was like, "This ain't Luke." Well, and you could tell too because from the he was the same like face, like the same facial hair and yeah. haircut from the flashback mm-hmm. from um, when he lost his hand. Right, like it's not it's not. The it wasn't the same. No. It wasn't the same, and you I was like, tell. man, you got a trim, and you just made it to this planet. Yeah, How but then, but then that was really important that they showed that, like, you could establish that, like, that touch over the bond, right, with Kylo and Rey, because then that allowed him and mm-hmm. Leia to that. That was a very important thing, which was like super subtle. Yes, that's true, and kind of interesting. But, like, can we talk about the fish nuns for a second? Oh God, I want a book about the fish. Okay, nuns. so in the trailer, correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like all of the trailers for this that I saw, they made it look like Luke was, like, broody and alone and, you know, grumpy and, like, a disgruntled old man. Yes. And living on this island, fucking wherever the fuck he is, by himself. Purposeful self-isolation. But then there's, like, fish nuns who, like, look after him and clean stuff up. And it didn't, and, uh, like... I don't understand. And if you haven't seen it, just look up Star Wars fish nuns. And that's it. It's just like a shoe walk, but also look like nuns. And they're caretakers. And then, like, his whole, like, pole thing where he stabbed fish, I was just like, why? Why Why do we have to do that? I thought he was, like, leading Ray on journey, and she was going to have to figure out how to, like, bridge Follow the him. gap. Yeah. Cool. No, just to watch him hunt. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that would have made sense. When he jumps on that pole, like, swing across to the other side. Mm-hmm. That would have made total sense if that's... And then he takes the pole out, so she has to figure out her own way across. Yeah. Perfect. Agreed. Because, like, that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, I'm just going to stab a fish? Like, what the fuck? No, that was bizarre. Like, I just... Uh, I found that more annoying than anything, to be perfectly honest. So, talk about this island. This island is a hold for the secrets of the Jedi. Yeah. There's this tree. That's the Jedi tree? I guess so. And then Luke brought the Jedi books there. Yeah. What's up with the mirror and the vine anus in the bottom? I don't know. What? Maybe it's like, well, maybe it's like the whole balance thing. There's the Jedi, but there's also the dark side, right? Like, maybe there has to be both for the one to exist. I don't know, because I thought that was weird, too. And Ray dives, well, and then his, she dives into it, she's, like, sucked but into But then his, it. like, condemnation of her didn't even resist it. I was like, mm, yeah, but maybe she couldn't. Yeah, because you won't fucking train her, you dude. Yeah, like, she doesn't actually know how to be a Jedi. She can just handle a lightsaber pretty well. Yeah. And somehow resist Kyrie rape of her that she did, that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand no, I didn't any of that. It was visually very cool. Yes. It was really neat. I wanted her to just, like, punch through it. And then, like, when she's there and she sees her parents but doesn't actually see them, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And so now I wonder, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it last night, um, and his point was, like, maybe that's Kylo still fucking with her. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's that strong. But it's a fair point, because it could be. But also, like, because she, she didn't actually see them. Because when the reflection shows up, it's just her face again. But I think that And so, reflects... but, that, but I was thinking of, because what I was thinking of was, like, if her parents are nobodies, then why would she see their faces? Because she's refusing to admit that they're nobodies. Yeah. She's dreaming of this fantasy where she's yeah. special and significant and all of her years of suffering and toil will be... Worth something. Yes. I mean, I but think they will not. in the end anyway. I don't think they will. I think they will be. 
Well, it makes her into a Jedi, essentially. Yeah, that's pretty worth it. Because she's strong. But it's not going to be fulfilling in terms of, you know, being a secret princess. No, but I think think maybe the, the joke, you know, like the, maybe the thing here is like the the true the true gift is the friendship you make along the way like that kind of thing and I feel like <laughs> it's gonna true. be that kind of thing where for someone like her who was alone mm-hmm. for however long the fact that at the end of it all like the fact that at the end of this movie as much as like she you know she's maybe a little bit kind of melancholy about whatever's happening with Finn and whatever she has people yes. in her life and she meets Poe, which I thought that was a great scene. I, when the, when they finally met, I thought when she, he's just like, "Hi, I'm Poe." Like it was just very. And she's like, "I know." Yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was really great because they didn't really need to. They didn't need to have this like big thing because of course she knew who he was. Yes, but fans would have hit the fan if they all of a sudden would have talked and they would have been like, "We've never seen the meet on screen before." Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so I'm really glad that's what they did. That it mm-hmm. was just like a quick little like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Finn's my friend too. Like it's kind of He's kinda of like meeting Twitter friends in real life. Yeah, kinda. So of you're a like, hi, bit. I'm and you're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, it was I mean it was good. I'd like to watch it again, I think, just to like pay attention to some of the things that kinda of made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. You know, just to sort of see. But maybe not right away. Well, if you we go again, you don't have to be there on time because there's 22 minutes of that. Not at the downtown theater, there was not. Okay, I'm so sure, only a simplex thing. I'm pretty sure it started at... Because the movie was started at 12. The first ad was like 12. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie had started by like 12... 18 maybe? It's still a long fucking time. It is a long part. There was like fillers though. Including the Civil War. Can we talk about that for a minute? You mean Infinity War. Whatever. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Okay, so I've seen it. Not on the big screen. Oh, it's great on the big screen. Holy shit. So I was sitting there beside Reba. Mm -hmm. Because when we went to see Thor, um, we didn't sit beside each other because there was was a bunch of us and whatever. But so I was sitting beside Reba. And (laughs) when uh, Captain America shows up for the first time when he catches the spear and... Mm -hmm. um, What's his face? Black Panther's like gets and a shield, and then Cap, all like beard, bearded yeah. and dirty, steps out of the shadows. We both were like, "This <gasps> was like, who is?" That? Yeah, <laughs> we both like audibly gasped. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then at the end, when he's like running and like leading the charge with his like locks floating in the wind and the beard, I was just like, oh, "Yeah, it was so funny because I was like, "Look, Cap, it's Cap," and he's like, "Who?" America with his beard and his long hair. Chris is like, who? Like he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't put two and two together that that's oh, the it same was just. Dude. <sighs> it looks very good. It really does. So like, there's one I saw online a million years ago about America, um, about, or about Chris Evans about how like Chris Evans as Captain America is like the boy that you take home to meet your parents, mm-hmm. and then Chris Evans is like the guy who would like go in the bar sheets? bathroom. Okay, gotcha. Now what? <laughs> now he's Captain America, but with the beard. So do you take him home to meet your parents and then just, like, hold on for the ride? I think you do. Because even your parents would be like, we know what's happening. Because, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> it, was just, it was too much. And this is a vanity man. <laughs> it was too much. And just all of it, though. Even, like, the narration in the trailer, just, like, with all of the different pieces and all of these stories just sort of, like, coming together. I never noticed that Cap doesn't say anything in the first narration until on the big screen. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's for the reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally worth it. 100%. 
hundred percent worth it. Do you think we're Zeg and Hard from uh, Star Wars now? But That's do you okay. think Loki, the cutting of it is interesting because I don't actually know if they're into separate locations or not. Is Loki giving the Tesseract to? Us? I don't know, but that was a very good thing that they did in Thor to set that up. Mm. Um, when he was like, "Oh, right, you're this here. Is here, yeah." Um, Yes, that was a touchdown! It's Sunday morning, P.S. The Green Bay Packers are playing, and Aaron Rodgers is back in action. And he just threw a touchdown. Still got it. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I'm not sure. Because even from some of the, I noticed as I was watching Star Wars, I was like, oh, they really lead you down a path that is just cutting. Yeah. It's not... Well, like, the thing with Luke on his island. Like, you expect him to be alone and grumpy and Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he's got people, or whatever they are, looking after him. Mm -hmm. And so he's not alone and he's not doing anything for himself. No. He's just, like, sitting there. He's just hanging out. Just reading those Jedi books. But is he, though? No. (laughs) They're not page turners, remember? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, another scene in Star Wars, speaking that I just thought of that I read about what was on the island, was when he, like, sort of guides Ray with the force and she puts her fingertips down and just the rocks I thought that was beautiful like mm-hmm. just the way that was shot I thought was really really interesting because it, it was still at mm-hmm. first and there was just that one rock that was like right under the center of her palm that kind of like wiggled a little bit mm-hmm. and then as that went on you could see and like the ground cracks and and I love how it's the same rocks at the end that she has to overcome yeah like it's a very nice yeah turnaround point yeah which and I great. love Finn just being like yeah what? Are you doing? Are you magic? Like, yeah, so great. <laughs> yeah he's, he's wonderful. So great. Um, um, I was thinking about as I was watching it too. I can't wait to see the next Pacific Rim because he's in it. John Boyega's yeah. in it, and he's got that like almost childlike wonder about him. And he's I think so great. He really is. I love how he, especially in Force Awakens, he's always like, "This is just crazy bullshit." Like he's always like, "What? Yeah, what?" And everyone else is like, "Yeah, we're in space and it's war," and he's like. No, what? Yeah, because he's been in that in that mask yeah. for so long, he doesn't know, right? Yeah, it's super funny. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There's lots of like good movie stuff happening though in the next little while, like mm-hmm. the Black Panther movie. Oh, can't wait! It's in February, right? Yep. It's and then so fucking good. May for Infinity War. I like the end of that trip too, where like the Guardians just sort of show up. Mm-hmm. Thor's like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Like, I mean, he's going to have no time for their bullshit. Thor? Well, yeah. it's going to be so good. So good. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they did the thing in the last Thor movie where they, like, set up the eye and whatever did all of that and got it kind of out of the way. Because mm-hmm. now it's just there. Like, it's not a it's not a surprising reveal anymore. There's no, like, time jump that you have to worry about. Yeah, it's just a part of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be good. That, and then you know that what's her, the, what, what was her name in Guardians with, like, the things? Oh, uh, Mantis. Yeah. And so that she's part of it, which is good, that she's going to be... Because I quite liked her. I, I'm excited to see what she'll say when she touches Thor's arm and tells us what he's feeling. Oh my god, yes. And also all of them. <laughs> like, I wonder if she'll suss out all of the, like... Black Widow? Yes. Oh my god. That would be great. Was Hawkeye in the Civil War? Or the Infinity War trailer? Yeah, he's in... I think he's in the, like, in the forest with Cap. And yeah, but he, cause he doesn't say anything. I don't think so, no. He's also the least important. Which is unfortunate, because in the comic books, he's great. I know. I wish... They can't do much with him. I know, and that's too bad, because I wish they could do... Because he's, like, there's not much special about him. 
Well, except she's... Like, Black Widow at least is her, you know... Yeah, but... Oh, I'm such a monster because I can't have children's storyline. Yeah, that's such a garbage storyline. <laughs> um, but, like... But, no, in the comics, like, Hawkeye's deaf. And that's, what? Yes, and that's why his eyesight's so good. Because he's, like, honed this skill because he can't hear anything. And so his superpower, ultimately, like... And he's a, an expert marksman. Mm-hmm. But he's also deaf. It's much better. It's a way better story. And so it makes so much sense that that's why he's, like, why he's a hawk. But, ah, anyway, so the fact that they don't have that is kind of annoying. Because mm-hmm. that would help explain some of him a little bit. And, like, how great would it be if, you know, the only way you could communicate with him was, like, through sign language? Yeah. You know, that'd be much more. Oh, that would drive Tony in fucking sane. Yeah. He'd invent something so he wouldn't have to, let's be real. And that's fair. But but it would there'd still have to be an accommodation made to like talk to the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, in the comics he's deaf, and so that's a much more interesting character. Well, I wonder piece. if if they would have had that backstory, and Tony would have just made like a cochlear implant that like solved it like that. And maybe they would have, and that's okay too. But at least then you have the story, yeah. And then it, and then and then it makes sense like why he's such a good marksman. Yeah, that's true. And then he's still because he really has no introduction except for at the start of Thor. Yeah. He's just there. Yeah. Yeah. He's just shooting him from a friggin' from like basket. a from a nest ultimately, yeah. right? Yeah. I know. And then at the beginning like of Avengers, why are you up there? Because that's where he likes to be, so he can perch above and because mm. he's a hawk and he gets his prey from above. Like, there's a whole bunch of reasons for it. But if they would have just taken like four seconds to talk about the fact that he's like even like hearing impaired, not that he's totally deaf, but he's hard of hearing, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why he's so good at seeing. Or have him when he's focusing, like have it no sound, like sound. Yeah, just gone, something like that. Right. But that would have been too easy. Yeah. Because like I still would like for them to like retcon that terrible storyline of Black Widow and Hulk, and also Hawkeye's kids. <laughs> just get rid of it. Yeah, they made some interesting choices. Yeah. And, like, again, not that it necessarily has to be, like, romantic storylines, but, like, that just didn't make any sense to me. No. Especially, like, the Black Widow Hulk thing. It just, like, came out of nowhere. Because you just established that she's not a caretaker person. In fact, she has trauma in her life about that, how it was taken from her, and that's absolutely what she does not want. Yeah. And to give that matronly role to Mm -hmm. her to take care of Hulk... And to know that, like, she uses... And she knows, like, she uses her, her sexuality to get what she wants, which is very different from, like, mm-hmm. her... But whatever... And the connection that the two of them have, Hawkeye and Black Widow, was established in the first Avengers very well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to know what fucking happened in Budapest. Like, I still want to know, right? I want I want that movie. Yeah. Like, I want to know. And then they just, like... Yeah. Blew it all up, which was so dumb. I'm so happy she's blonde, though. Yeah. Great. It really does. She's pretty great. I think there should just be a movie with like her and like Valkyrie and um, Gamora. Mm-hmm. Just them. Mm. Just like just kicking ass and taking names, and the dudes can like follow their lead. That's what I would like. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, just like Wonder Woman. Never mind. Oh my god, join up with Wonder Woman too. Wonder Woman, leave DC. Yeah. Leave them. <laughs> Free, <better>. yourself. <laughs> Free yourself. <laughs> Get yourself away from this terrible franchise that doesn't know how to treat its stars and just like walk away and go somewhere better. Yeah. Where you'll be adored by everybody. We'll take you. I can't believe that Wonder Woman was released in 2017. It feels like ages ago. I know. I know. 
Like, it's December, somehow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... Pff, yeah, there's a lot of things that happened in 2017 that I'm like, did that happen in my lifetime, or was that yesterday? Like, it just feels very... Time is an interesting thing in this age. Yeah. The only thing that is constant is time being a flat circle on Euler's Twitter. Mm, I was going to say, the only thing that's constant is our love for Yessie Pulley That is true. <laughs> He's wonderful. I was just, like, Google image searching yesterday, just, like, yes, you pull your and just, like, laughing, because he's so cute. He's, like, a cartoon character. Oh, he's so funny looking. I love it. Yeah. Somebody's commented yesterday that they think that someone taught him the, the how to say motherfucker. I saw that. Because I didn't, I wasn't watching it, but. Yeah. Um, which I think is funny. Um, do you know what else was good that we should talk about? I'm very sad about this, though. Why? Because it's over. But we have to wait a year there's now. There's just more to come. Whatever. It'll be on Netflix soon. We can just rewatch it That's forever. That's true. Ever. That's true. So, Outlander finale was last week. Mm. That was real good. Oh, God. It was really And really I was good. wondering when the opening scene sequence of the people on the boat, like, falling around. I was like, when the heck is that going to pay off? Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. They're going to get shipwrecked here real soon. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. The opening of that episode was amazing. I already forget what happened. That's when Claire's, like, in the water. And she's narrating. And she's like, I was oh, dead. Oh, yes. It was beautiful. It was very it was good. stunning is what it was. I mean, I knew she wasn't dead because whatever. But, like, I was sort of like, oh, what happened? And then I was like, oh, right, she's And to have the rope around her. Yeah. Almost like a noose, too, was very scary. Mm-hmm. It was good. And then, like, just Jamie just giving her that kiss of life. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah. Jamie is part merman, apparently. Because that swimming that he did was absurd mm-hmm. to get to her in a storm. Mm-hmm. But, like, apparently I don't know, the biggest hurricane that's ever happened, and yet they had no idea that it was coming, didn't see it approach, just yeah. bumbled into it. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's kind of, I would say that that's sort of one of the things about the series, just in general, that bothers me, is they kind of bumble into a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like,. They sort of bumble into being reunited about 19 times. Like, it's all just total luck. It happens Which yeah. is fine, but it's just luck. Um, and so, yeah, they bumble into this hurricane that they probably should have died in. Do you think there's this idea of fate attached to Jamie and Claire? Yes. I think they're meant to be together. They're fated to be together, and it just happened that they were 200 years apart. Mm-hmm. And so... So does that explain the Jamie's ghost? Yes. At the start of season maybe, one? Maybe. But she doesn't see it. No, but we Frank do. Frank does. Yeah, Frank does. So you want... I, I've off, I wonder now if, like, Frank kind of knew something was awry already. You know, that just that off feeling? Mm-hmm. Because, like... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to... I don't know what they're going to do now. I, just, I have, like, real problems now. Knowing, like, how far are they going to go with this series? Because, like, they could just end it after four. Yeah, and we've talked about how we want them to. But also, like, they could just keep going. <laughs> just keep telling stories. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a, like, a, there's a point where they could just keep going and just keep telling stories. Because mm-hmm. what year are they in now? 17. 65-ish? Okay. Because in, in, at the beginning of book four, when Roger and Brie, spoilers, I guess, um, the book came out in, like, 1996, I don't um, but in book four, when Roger and Brie, like, before they go back, they watch the moon landing. Yeah. 
1969. And it feels like the the time jump isn't 200 years exactly. It's like 203. Because mm-hmm. she was in like 1946. So they go back to like 1766. Well, yeah, when she went back, wasn't it 1744? 43. 43. And it was 40, 1946. Six, right. So like, so Roger and Brie, when they go back from 1969, they're going back, or from 1970 or whatever, they go back like 203 years, not mm-hmm. 200 years. And so like... So it would be 1767. And they're, so they're like... They're in the Americas now. Yes. That's where they land after the shipwreck. So they're ten years away. Yeah. From the revolution. Yeah, and so they're and they land in Georgia and then mm-hmm. they end up in the Carolinas. Um, and we know there's compelling stories to be told about that. Yes, and there's, there's lots, lots of, of stuff left to do with young Ian. There's yeah, he's got lots a big story arc that comes, and Roger and Brianna have a pretty big story arc as well. Um, and Stephen Bonnet too. Yeah. yeah, and just like everything that goes on, both in like the present and in the past, and like all of that stuff. They've got a lot of things coming. So like, I don't know. Can we talk about how, when Jamie thought that Claire was dead? Yes. I was like, I mean, I knew she wasn't, but it still, it didn't matter. I was like, oh, so sad. And it just every time this happens in the show, I'm just like. Do CPR, give her mouth to mouth, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's 200 years away from them knowing what that is. Yeah. This is so frustrating. He yeah. could easily revive her. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Oh, I know, and but it's just like, there's something about him, like just the way that he like, he reacts when she's in danger. Yeah. Like he would give his life for her mm-hmm. a thousand times over, and like. We were joking last week about how, you know, like, get you a man that looks at you the way that Lord John Gray looks at Jamie Fraser, but also, like, get you a man who looks at you the way that Jamie looks at Claire. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she hung the fucking moon in his world, right? Like, there's no... There's no going back. There's no going back. There's no one else for him. There's this, just, like, that is it. And that's kind of what I didn't like about book three too is because you get the reunion but then things get so hard for them mm-hmm. because they've been away for so long yeah. that they're not in their vibe and then they finally get back into their vibe at the end of book three yeah but there's just so much crises outside of their life yes that you just don't feel like they're connected and i thought this show really made us feel like they're connected at the end of this season oh god they are they like beautiful they made up for that missing scene in season one with that scene on the boat. Yeah, it was really good. It was real good. So in season one, there's this, like, Jamie's healing from all of this terrible stuff that's happened to him, and they're in, like, this abbey in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some, he's, like, learning how to walk again and whatever. Like, it's it's been awful. And at some point, right at the end of the book, he takes Claire into this, like, hot spring, mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, and Claire is the narrator in that first book, and she talks about how it's the first time she's felt warm in months because they're like in this this warm water, or whatever. And it's just this gorgeous. And she, that's when they find out that she's pregnant mm-hmm. with like the first baby, and like it's just all this kind of stuff. And it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. No. For, like, production reasons and fine, whatever. Because they spent so much time on Jamie's trauma with. Yeah friggin' blackjack. It was awful. Yeah. But they made up for the lack of that scene with what happened on the boat. Mm-hmm. It was great. God damn, that show's good. It really is. 
And even them just clutching each other on the beach and just sobbing. I know. That they were alive and also in America. And together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I think now, for the most part, I mean, there's some things that come up later in the story where they get separated a little bit, but Mm -hmm. not for the same... Distance or time. No, and it doesn't have the same stakes either. No. Well, kind of. There's the one. But it doesn't have the same stakes. Like, they're not really... There's no real point from this point on where their lives are, like, in danger. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But, like, fuck. It's so good. I just wanted to watch it again. So I watched that last week after I got home from my concert. And then I watched The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I was just so angry at the end of The Walking Dead. What's up with Carl and his missing eye? So he got shot in the face? Ooh. Yeah. Also, uh, do they not have, like, a pair of scissors to give that guy a haircut? Okay, so, no. This is, <laughs> vanity is not important in the zombie apocalypse, except that all the women always have, like, perfectly shaved armpits. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Carl got shot in the eye, I think. I don't even remember, because I hate everything on that show so much now. But, like, and so they saved him. They couldn't save his eye. So he had his eye patch. He had to, like, learn, relearn how to do stuff, obviously, because... Mm-hmm. Because he was lost an eye, um, but then like spoilers for The Walking Dead, Carl's dead now. What? So in this the first half of the season, there's been some good stuff and there's been some stupid stuff, and this is one of the stupid things. So there was this like this dude, I don't know, I even know his name. I have no idea. Anyway, he like was in the forest and like scavenging around cars and stuff for looking for food, and Carl was gonna help him, and then Rick like fired some warning shots in the air, and this kid took off, and then Carl like went back to where he saw this guy. And, like, took him some cans of food and was like, you can come back with me if you want to Alexandria or whatever. Um, and he's like, my dad was just trying to scare you, but, like, don't worry. If I bring you back, they won't they won't kick you out or whatever. So he takes this guy back to Alexandria and they're all, like, living in the sewers, basically, underneath. Mm-hmm. So when Negan and his men come, they can't find anybody. Which, fair point. That makes sense. But, like, so Carl stays behind to, like, help protect everybody. But then you find out at the end that, like, while he was running through the forest with this dude that he was, like, bringing back because they got attacked by zombies, because of course they did, because, anyway, um, they, he got bit in the stomach. And it's such a shitty, awful payoff. Oh, that, no. Like, it sucks. Because, I mean, if they're going to kill a kid off, fine, kill him off, whatever. But, like, give him a hero's death, because mm-hmm. he's done a lot. I mean, the poor child had to kill his mother mm-hmm. after she gave birth because she died in childbirth and he had to, like, shoot her in the head so she didn't turn Jesus into a zombie. Christ. And he was, like, a small child at the time and now he's, like, a man. But anyway, whatever. Time jumps. Notwithstanding. But they always do this thing on that show where, like, you can tell who's gonna die or who something bad's gonna happen to because they spend a lot of time focusing on them. Mm-hmm. So, like, they taught... There was, like, like Enid, there's this girl who's kind of about Carl's age and she was out on a mission with Aaron and, and she was driving and Aaron's like oh who taught you how to drive and she said something and she's like we're better than Carl at least and then they show Carl like writing a, a note to his dad mm. which was kind of odd right at the very beginning and then they kept focusing and I was like oh something bad's gonna happen to Carl yeah. and then it did and I was just like oh. but he hasn't actually died yet he's just like they're down in the sewers and Rick and Michonne are like there and he shows this bite mark so obviously it was just like a quick bite and, he's, and so it wasn't enough to like Turn him immediately? Turn him immediately. They didn't rip any flesh out. It was just, like, there's just teeth marks. But I was like, can't understand how... Okay, whatever. 
So we're presuming he's infected. Has he shown signs? He hasn't shown any signs yet, but he's been a little, like, he, they were showing him kind of stumbling around a little bit, though, so he's, like, obviously weakened by it or whatever. But then the actor has, like, cut all his hair off. So, like, oh, now, now that he can, he's done. 100% he's it's done. Over. I mean, they just would have just wrapped filming for this season, like, just recently anyway. Mm-hmm. So he might not die in the, you know, right away, but he's gonna die. And that super sucks. Because his character deserved better. So now, really, all I want... Is just for Daryl and Carol to like take all the all the kids who are left and just like go find a cabin somewhere and just live Have a out, little orphanage and just live out their days. Yes, with these two broken people with these children who just need someone to love them. That's what, all I want. Wouldn't the children themselves be broken too? Yes, of course. But it's the cycle of brokenness. Of course they would. But like Judith is still young enough that like she might she doesn't know any difference, mm-hmm. and she's been doted on. And there's like another baby that they rescued or whatever, like a small baby. So like. I would just want them to take the children and leave mm-hmm. and never come back. Because, it's, like, it's just... Ugh, the show's infuriating. And again, like, with the Star Wars thing, how they're, like, trying to service the two fan bases, they're doing the same thing on the show. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to service the comic book fans who are expecting, like, those big moments that come from the comics, like Negan killing Glenn with a baseball bat or, like, all those kind of things. But also people who haven't read the comics and make the stories make sense. Yeah. And I think that at some point in time, maybe three seasons ago, they needed to just, like... Diverge. Yeah. And part of it, like, Carol and Daryl... Well, Carol does exist in the comics, but she's dead by this point. Long dead by this point in the oh, comics. Oh, really? I think she dies in, like, what would be the equivalent of season three. Mm. Um, but fans of the show liked her so much that they just kind of kept her around and kept her around and kept her around. She was supposed to die in season three at the first episodes. Now, eight years later, right? They already have taken, kind of blown it apart. Right. So just keep going. Like, yeah. why does it... And they're going to meet the same villains, that's fine. But not everything that happens in the comics to happen in, in the, the books, show. Yeah. Right? Like the changes in Outlander we've been so happy about. Yeah, they've gotten rid of all the extraneous bullshit. Ugh. And the characteristics are gone. Yeah. And, like, this part of Walking Dead where they're at now is called All Out War. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's war between, like, the people in Alexandria and the hilltop in the kingdom and then, like, the Oceanside people and then the saviors. I'm like, how much fucking fighting are we going to do? And then they keep showing the, like, like I, said, I mentioned last week, right? They keep showing the same stuff from different perspectives in different episodes. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't need to see this door open for the fourth time. Like, I already know what happens afterwards. So what, okay, if that's the situation, what's the commentary the show is trying to make on human nature? I don't know if they know anymore. Mm. I honestly don't know if they, I don't know if they're trying to do anything anymore. Because before it was, I'm assuming, assuming season one and season two were like resilience and yes. the power of humanity and through tragic circumstances, one... Yeah. rises above but now it just seems like it's all depravity it is all of it and there's like and then the saviors there's this implication that like you know I mean like Negan the way that he and it's in the, the comics as well but like all anyone who has like a wife or a girlfriend or whatever like you have to basically give your wife to Negan yes. if you don't want to die well yeah like it's just anyway so if if yes. the show would just end this season and then it would just be Daryl and Carol taking absconding with all the children and like li- literally setting up an orphanage in like a cabin in the woods I would be 100% okay with that the end of that story and then just have the show end yeah because there's no they, I mean Robert Kirkman the guy who's created the stories he said that there's no care He's already he's already decided that there's no care. So it has to end so at some So are they place. are they resilient or they just haven't been bit yet? They just haven't been bit yet. Oh. 
But then you also find out in season two that everybody carries it anyway, so when you die, you turn. So it doesn't matter. If you get bit, it just, like, expedites the process. So for everyone who dies, do they, like, shoot them in the head, too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta kill them in the brain. Oh, kill them in the brain. Yeah, so whether it's, like, a spike through the eye or whatever, but it's gotta go into the brain. Mm. Which, like, they're even kind of playing fast and loose with that, because technically it should be, like, in the medulla, but it just seems to be anywhere in the brain. Mm. But, like, that whole mythology has brought forth my favorite um, conspiracy theory, <laughs> that Beth is going to come back and save everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, she died in, like, season five, the middle of season five. She died there, and people think that, like, because she, she got shot in the brain. Like, as a person, she got shot in the head. Oh. And people are still thinking that she's going to come back and save them all. Like, because she's alive? Uh, because she's alive, because people... Um, um, want her to be with Daryl. It's all very complicated. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's romantic intentions. With well, that there is, but desire. there isn't. It's gross. Um, and because <laughs> she was like a child, she was like sixteen. And, oh, yeah, it's disgusting. But it's really funny because there are still people who, this many years later, think that she's gonna come back and save them all. And I'm like, mm, I feel like that's not how it's gonna work. But you do you. Mhm. Yeah. Yikes, man. Yikes. Yeah, so I just hate watch it now. I actually fast forwarded through bits of the episode that I didn't care about. When, Did like, certain characters you? were on, on, I was like, man, okay. That's a harsh vibe, man. Yeah, there's like two storylines I want to see play out, and that's it. Yeah, and then I don't care anymore, and I hate that. I remember doing that for Outlander too in season two like, during the rewatch, just like fast forwarding yeah. like three quarters of an episode. Yeah, but that's because Outlander's garbage in season two. Mm-hmm. There's not very many good things about season two. I was talking to Larissa about this last week, because I <laughs> posted on the um, Instagram account a text I got from her when she listened to our episode that says, I've never heard Outlander, I don't know anything about it, but it seems very raunchy. <laughs> and I was like, that would be true. But she, I gave her like a watch and a read order that, you know how there's this like theory about how you watch like certain Star Wars movies in a certain order mm-hmm. uh, so what I told her was watch season one mm-hmm. then read book one yeah then watch season two because just don't bother with book two at all no and then jump to straight to book three and then watch season three yeah would you agree with that order uh yeah I think that's probably fair yeah I think that makes the most sense mm-hmm um, cause there's lots of, I mean, there's stuff that, like, knowing the story that they took out of book three that, like, isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then there's some stuff that might make, it might maybe enrich the story a little bit, if you were well, interested think in that. knowing more and having the longer build-up of them being reunited. Yeah. And getting, like, those bits and pieces of Jamie's story. Yeah. Before Claire's. Like, yeah. I think that's important to read through. Yeah. And get all of that. Because it's only an episode in the show yeah. where you get Jamie's backstory. Yeah, and so having more, yeah, having an, an interspersed through more of Claire's story, I think is, mm-hmm. is it, and that sort of showing some of those parallels, I think is important. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that makes sense. And then, like, I don't know, about four. Yeah, who knows about four? I, I need to reread book four. Oh, I would Clearly gladly, before September. I would gladly reread book four. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all our TV stuff. What are we talking about next? I don't know what we want to talk about. What's our time at? Mm, like an hour. Uh, 51. Mm, 
We want to talk about love, actually. Do we, though? I do, because it's before Christmas, and we're not doing another episode before Christmas. And at Christmas, you tell the truth, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> love, actually, is a terrible movie. Full stop. That is a fact. There, you cannot convince me otherwise. There's one redeeming quality of that movie, and that is that it ends at a point, some point in time. <laughs> There's nothing good about it. I mm, love it. It's trash. It's and, 100% and, and not the kind of trash that we like. It's no, it's uh, it is 100% our trash. Pure garbage. No, it's so good. It is No, it's just, it should never have been made. <laughs> what? It's awful. Should have never been made. Leap yeah. year should never have been made. Agreed, but at least it's not offensive. Like love actually. How is it is. offensive? Love actually is awful. It's terrible. No, you need to tell me all how it's of offensive. the story. Every single storyline in that movie, every person in there deserves just a life of misery because they're all awful people. No, they don't. The prime minister deserves a life of misery. Why? Because he's awful. No, he's, he's not. He's a womanizer, and he's just like no, all of a sudden. Not. Yes, he is. Oh my god, he's the worst. Hugh Grant is not a womanizer. I hate him so much. I hate him. And like he is absolutely not a womanizer. He's like, not interested in women. Alan whatsoever. Rickman. Alan Rickman's character deserves yeah, of course. like just all of the garbage. Yeah, he does. Um, as does his wife. The Emma way that Thompson. She, no. Yeah, the way that she treats um, Liam Neeson when she's like, nobody will shag you if you're sad. Like just, and that it's not funny. It's not like he's like no. he's reeling no. from a loss. Hard it's disagree. Awful. Hard disagree. It's awful. Plus, hard disagree. Plus. I think the only storyline that I actually like in that, I enjoy um, Bill Nye a lot. I enjoy that storyline more than almost anything else because he's just like, this is so fucking stupid. I'm going to make so much money from this. And that's like, I feel like how the producers of the film felt when they made the film. Like, this movie is fucking dumb, but people no, are going to fall don't. for it. It's no, garbage. No one ever believes that. It's garbage. The that they make. No. It's absolute trash. No, it's not. It's great. It makes me cry every fucking time. Yeah, but it's none of the storylines that make you cry. It's the airport bit that makes you yeah, cry. And you can watch a commercial that would make you cry about an airport. You don't need all of those backstories for the airport scenes at the beginning and at the end to make you cry. What I really like about that movie is the storyline with Martin Freeman in it. But why is he even there? Like, what a waste of time. Because it's an unconventional thing of how two people meet meet and it's cute and it's not damaging to anyone they're in situations where it should not be comfortable to meet someone and yet they still do and it's cute and there's nothing at the end where they're like oh yeah we're getting we're gonna fuck now because we've been pretending to fuck they just have a nice little sweet kiss and they made yeah. a connection, and that's nice. But that's fine. And Emma Thompson is fucking crushing it in that movie. Oh, she crushes every movie, but her character sucks. No, oh, I don't know what you would want her to sucks. do in that situation. Her character is awful. What's she supposed to do? I I don't care about her her marriage. It's just the way that she's like she's taking that like that sort of cynical view because she knows that her marriage has gone to shit, and whether it's her like it's I'm not saying it's her fault, but she knows, and then like. You know, her friend, again, who's, their relationship is never explained how they know each other, which is, like, a very no. strange thing. But, like, and then she's just so so callous with him and, like, telling him how to, like, get on with his life. And she's just projecting her, like, unhappiness and dissatisfaction with her own life on her friend who is, like, a grieving I widower. Don't so. I don't think so. I do. Her whole point is you need to stop wallowing about yourself because there's someone younger who needs you and you need to get your shit together for that. Sure, but then she's like, wow, no one's gonna shag you if you're sad and that's entirely that's not sarcastic. the point. Yeah, but it does, she doesn't need to say it. Oh, bullshit. 
She's she's doing what a friend oh, would do. Saying fuck hate up. That movie so much. I've seen it through twice. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, I think I've missed something because I don't understand why people liked it. And then I watched it again. Like, no, I don't get it. There's a lot of stuff in there that I really hate. The stupid Colin. Oh, who goes to the American? He's awful. He's gross. He's the worst. He legitimately. And then like the Kira Knightley stalker storyline is terrible. Yeah, but I like at the end what he tells himself is like, okay, it's done now. Yeah, but that's all. That's so. The whole thing is so gross. It's very gross. And and people people who feel that that is romantic are wrong, and I feel sorry for them. Yeah, because there's nothing about that that's romantic. No. There's absolutely nothing about that that is romantic. It's disgusting. No, I agree. And then you like, oh, like the wedding video that's all just like close ups on her face. Oh. At least it's not close up on her tits, though. No, but but it's just her. And he's like, it's the just best pining friend of, of... It's so, oh. Yeah. And there's nothing about that that's romantic. Like, and no. it just, and I find that the whole movie, it's like, there's like maybe too, too many storylines. And maybe that's part of the problem. Mm hmm. Um,. Be- but it's not trying to show you what all of the good things of love are. No. At all. But it's it showing kind you all the is. crap. It's all the whole spectrum. But then, but no, it's, it's and a And all experiences are complicated. But then That's what it's about. But then there's still the notion that there's like, that everybody's going to get a happy ending except for like no, a couple don't. of these people. And it's just. They, no, no, they don't oh. get happy endings. It's such shit, Megan. But like Colin Firth's storyline is dumb as fuck. Why? Because it's it's insane. Like he goes to um, France and falls in love with a Portuguese girl mm-hmm. whose entire Portuguese speaking family also lives in France. It's a very bizarre thing. No, I um, believe it. And immigrants move places. Yeah, but that's a very like there's like that's a very bizarre thing and like very sort of happenstance. And then it just the whole thing is weird. And like they don't speak, and he's like rude to her. And then he's not rude to yeah, her. He is at first. He certainly is. I communicate with her. I just watched it last night. He is. I not know you did. Yeah, at whatsoever. the beginning, he absolutely is. He does that like, oh, you don't speak the language, so I'm gonna do my very best to like. He tries to talk to her, and then, but he yeah, fucks but up. like, yelling at her. He does not oh, yell. No, you're disgusting. absolutely it's wrong. so gross. You're absolutely wrong. And then, like, and then there's the whole, like, where he has to, like, ask, sort of asks her father for, and I, that bothers no, me. No, he's looking for her. Yeah, but there's no way that he's going to be able to, like, actually marry her without permission. Just the way that Says that's you. Fa- look at the But look at that family dynamic with, like, the other sister. There's no possible way. It's gross. The oh, whole movie's no. gross. This is it's your awful. own bias there. That is absolutely The whole not movie what is disgusting. No, I disagree. And like that the Christmas pageant, I will agree with you there, is all it's kinds bonkers. of fucked up. <laughs> and the whole story, like with the kid like running behind airport security, like this was made post 9 eleven. I'm sorry, get your fucking shit together. Um you can't you can't oh my do God, that Megan, anymore. It's, it's awful. Calm down. No, Calm it's down. terrible. No. It's so bad. I don't like the fact that there's some sort of like weird forcing of like a romantic relationship between children that's uncomfortable for me. Well, I mean, I get like I get elementary school kids have crushes on their classmates. I can appreciate that because it happens, right? But, but like, that's the way that he's coping with his mother's loss. Yeah, and that's fair. Is to find oh happenstance this other girl who's sure. beautiful and talented who has who, the same name as who his has mother. the same. That's like kind of the weird part. To be perfectly honest, he's a honest. kid. He I doesn't know, know how so to weird. process these feelings. Um, the absolute best part of that movie is Rowan Atkinson. That's the best part of the movie <laughs> until it's over, and then that's the best part of the movie. Um, but like, disagree. No, he, it's 
You texted me last night and said that he is a delight. That's what you said. And you even took no, the time yeah, to, I'm, to I'm put a hyphen. With you that this He's, is the worst movie of all time. I didn't say it was the worst movie not. of all time. I've seen some really bad movies, but this is definitely on the list. And it's, like, not worth... No. And the fact that people think that it's a romantic movie in any capacity, they're 100% wrong. It is in certain ways. But in, like, very few it, there's nothing. But it's not. I, this about is it. where your fundamental understanding of it is incorrect. It's not a movie about happy endings. It's a movie about the actual descriptions and the spectrum of the different types of love and how some of them are fucking tire fires. Yeah. Because yeah. people are sometimes tire fires. Sure, absolutely. And then they treat each other like shit. But then yes. they're still no. It's just. But it's, it's a so truthful gross. story of that. But it's so gross. Oh, There's nothing good about it. Yes, there is. There isn't. Mm-hmm. There really, really is not. Yes. Um, Lindy Laura Linney's story is absolutely traumatic to watch. No, she chooses her brother over herself. She yeah, chooses... because she's dealing with caregivers' guilt. Yeah, but she. I mean, she may. But she makes a choice. I don't. I don't see that. That's not traumatic. That's just. That's a choice that people have to make. And she recognizes that, like, there's really no way she can have another relationship while her brother's still yeah, part of her life. Yeah, but it's sad. Yeah, it's not. It's sad, but I don't think it's traumatic. I just I think, think it's... When you see how he tries to hit her, and she still just tries to... Of course. ...be there with... Like, it, that's very traumatic. Um, but, like, I just... And she leaves Rodrigo Santoro in her bedroom in his underwear that's a very traumatic experience Megan <laughs> yeah but I mean obviously obviously at the end of it all she decided it wasn't worth it mm-hmm. that she couldn't she couldn't have both of the things that she wanted and he's heartbroken or perhaps she realized that he's she didn't actually want Rodrigo Santoro. yes she does yes she does does she want him for more than just sex though yes she so. does I don't think so yes, I don't think she, she I don't think she knows that she does because uh, she doesn't know anything about him she just knows that he's hot no, she's loved him for two years. Yeah, but th- no. Yes. No, no she does, she said, but that's different. That's like saying, oh, I, no, she doesn't love him. I think she does. She loves his body, because why wouldn't you? And she loves no, his face. No, because they hide his body. You don't know that he's got that body until he takes his clothes off. Because yeah, it's the- early 2000s, awful square cut clothing that is not <laughs> close to the body. It is square, square, but square. I just, there's just so many things about that movie that I, I just don't, I do not understand the big deal about it. Like, everything is just, everything just sucks. Lindy West wrote a really good piece about it, like, I don't know, four years ago or whatever, and she just, like, rips apart all of the things about it that are wrong. And, like, there are maybe some redeeming qualities. I just refuse to look at them, because, like, it's just, the whole thing just squicks me out. Just saying, Megan, you like to tell people, let people like what they like. You can like what you like. I'm just saying it's hot garbage. Disagree. And so I don't, I, I've, no, I've seen it twice and I will never watch it again. No, the first literally time, no one is forcing you the to. The first time I watched it, I was like, cause everyone was like, and I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And I was like, I don't understand. Did I miss something? I was like, is this the right movie? Like I was, is this like, is there like another movie that's also called Love Actually? Kind of like the leap year that's on Netflix. First one that we're going to talk about. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is there another one? And then I watched it again. And I was like, I don't. Are you also like kind of tempted to watch that other movie that's leap year? Not at all. Just to see? No. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not even with, like, a morbid fascination? No, no. I kind of am. Um, we'll see how many, like, 2 a.m. stay up late I have over winter break. Oh, there's going to be so many. a shot. But no, I just, yeah, I don't know what it was. And, and people that I know who, like, generally have pretty, I think, who have, like, similar tastes in things that I have, 
like even more similar than you and I mm-hmm. fucking love love actually and I'm like why it's just it's just fun but it's not fun yeah, there's is. nothing about it that's fun yeah the funnest part is the ending but you said last night that the airport scene makes you cry and you could literally get that same emotional mm-hmm. response from watching a commercial about people coming to an airport like that's no, that's also, the whole point I do also cry when when Emma Thompson cries after the pageant and when she said it cuts me it cuts me so bad because she's telling Alan Rickman what his actions have done to her and what she says is is you've made my life or you've made my perception of life or my life foolish or a lie or something like that that fucking cuts me every time yeah it's powerful because it's it's absolutely true he takes selfish actions and then because of that makes other people's lives hell of course but that's what people do to people right because we everybody does that yeah people are pretty trashy no just in general yeah they are i've people are had very trashy interactions with people in my life and i still refuse to believe that. people are inherently very selfish i agree right that doesn't mean that they and they do shitty things to people because of that selfishness Oh, no. And, like, 90% of what is wrong with love, actually, is that the people in that movie are just fucking selfish. That's part of the problem. Sorry, there's just a blockbuster uh, football trade on my football team, and I'm very sad about it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It shouldn't be... I don't know why people think it's Christmas classic, because it's just mm, garbage. Absolute yeah, people garbage. seem to see that and seem to think that any movie set at Christmas time is a Christmas classic. And it's not. I super don't like the movie Scrooged. Like, super hate it. I think I've only seen it, like, once, maybe, when I was younger. I don't really like Die Hard either, even though people yeah. say it's a Christmas movie. I don't, whatever. That's such, like, a massive... <laughs> I like Die Hard. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie, but I like Die Hard. Yeah, people like to think that it is. There's a lot of Christmas movies out there that are not good. Um, there certainly are. <laughs> I've watched many of them. I'm but tempted like, to watch the the one on Netflix. Christmas Prince? Mm-hmm. Don't do it. It's no? really bad. Nothing redeeming? It's better than Love Actually. Is it worse or better than the, what was yours, like, Christmas cookie jar town? They're all the same. Like, they're um, all the same. And they're, you can, like, they're like a Nora Roberts novel. Like, you can peg when up, things yeah. are going to happen. And, I mean, it's a, they're all a happy ending at the end, right? But it's just, there's something about it. It's poorly done. It's poorly, there's other ones on Netflix that are better. So it had, like, a shit budget? I don't think it had. No, I don't, I think it had. No, I don't know. It's just mm. really bad. Oh, that's a bummer. But, like, it's it's so bad, it's, like, snakes on a plane bad. And I do like Like, how... if that makes any sense. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's so bad that, like, you kind of want to watch it, because, like, you know, see the train wreck. I thought it was funny how when Netflix released their, like, end-of-the-year stats, they said, like, someone's watched it, like, every day since it came out, and they said, like, who hurt you? <laughs> I was like, But, like, also, Nef- Netflix, why, why are you spying on people? Yeah, but of course they see how many people well, of watch. Of course, but like you don't need to publicize that that's the thing that you're doing, Netflix. Big Brother I'd doesn't like need to, to always be watching. I'd like to know the numbers. That's what I'd like to know. Whether it's actual rating, like it's its viewership is. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like for example, for I don't know, Narcos. How many people have actually watched yeah. Narcos? Like yeah. that's I'm interested in how their original series numbers compared to the stuff that they acquire. Well, it'd be interesting, too, like, something like Riverdale that still gets released weekly. 
and how, how that's different and yeah. how is that different from like Stranger Things that it was all at once yeah, or whatever exactly. that kind of yeah that would be an interesting thing and you know. Riverdale airs on the CW too right in the states so I'm curious how that affects viewership as well right because there's going to be people who are watching it exclusively there mm-hmm. and not on Netflix and not on Netflix or they'll watch it on Netflix so does it air on the CW like the day before it hits I Netflix think so. okay interesting but um, that's why I'm curious and they hold on to those numbers so much Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to know what the point is for that. Because wouldn't they say, wow, 20 million people watch Stranger Things. This is so great. Yeah. Well, and, and then have, and I mean, obviously they can tell. They will know if you're watching it, like, on a repeat or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because, um, yeah, like, they could be able to tell how many people watch it, like, and how many people binge the whole season in less than 24 hours. Yeah, and how, they probably have stats. all the information. Um, I'm curious. I don't know. Should we go to your game? Sure. Um, I'm assuming it's about our, our favorite topic, which is famous Chris's. It's not. It's about Christmas really? now. Because oh. I was, yeah. So, okay. So, we were talking about Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just like, this is kind of like Puckstar Prospector. Okay, gotcha. It's, so, you have to pick if these place names are from a bad Christmas movie that I've watched or okay. if they're real. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. And and half of there's ten and half of them are are real. Okay, so it's fifty fifty. It is fifty fifty. Okay. I did that on purpose. Are you ready? Are they for the am I allowed to ask questions about the things that are real like in general? Like are they Canadian places? Are they Um No. Okay. It, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I don't think okay. it matters, no. Ready? Okay. okay. Are you just give me one at a time? It's going to give me one at a time. So you just have to say, I don't know. I don't know. I got a 50 50 shot. Yeah. So what am I saying? I'm saying. Just say if it's a movie or real. Like, movie that's or real. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's entirely possible some of the movie places are actual real place names, but I don't know and I didn't bother to look. Okay, gotcha. Okay. First one mm-hmm. Hollyville. Real town. Fake. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was an innocuous enough. Um, second one, Heart's Content. No, that's got to be real town. It is real. It's in Newfoundland. Yes, I knew it was Newfoundland. Um, number three, Snow Falls. Fake town. Absolutely, I watched a movie with it yesterday. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's called Christmas Inheritance, and is better than a Christmas Prince. I thought. Christmas Inheritance. Okay. Um, next one. Um, so two and one. Yeah. Or one and two. You're one and two. And one and two. Yeah. Um. Next one, Cupids. Cupids? Apostrophe S or plural? Plural. Fake town. Real. Also in Newfoundland. Fuck me. <laughs> um, Old Orchard Beach. Fake town. Real. It's in Maine. <laughs> Um, there, there's this is like a real softball for you. Cookie jar. Oh, it's fake town. Yes. Um, <laughs> Two and four. Jesus. Potter's Glen. All one word. All one word. Yeah. No, that's got to be real because it's German or something. Fake town. Fuck. <laughs> Christmas movie. Fake town. <laughs> uh, next one. Friendship. That's real. It is real. It's also it's in Newfoundland. Pl- place in Maine. Oh, Maine. Um, uh, it was either going to be Newfoundland or Maine for yeah. any of these choices. Um, Wilsonville. Real town. Nope. Oh, shit. And the last one, Blooming Grove. 
Real town. Yeah, it's in New York. Oh. All right. Four and six. There you go. Um, that was hard. <laughs> God, those fucking damn. movies are so bad. Yeah. So in um, yeah. So the movie that I watched yesterday is called Christmas Inheritance, and it's on Netflix, and it was set in a town called Snow Falls, which I thought was hilarious. I couldn't get over it, but I super enjoyed it. And again, it's not like, it. You know, there's always there's like that conflict where there's that big misunderstanding. Like it's just whatever. But then at the end of it all, I think the reason that people like them so much is that like at the end of it all, it's just a happy ending and just like a nice little schmaltzy like. Right. Thing. It's like a nice little escape. But yeah, anyway, there you go. Four and six. I think it's so funny, too, how, like, the, um, the names seem so ridiculous, but obviously are just so innocuous, because I couldn't even fucking tell Mm -hmm. them apart from real names, Mm -hmm. so. The world's weirder than we think. Okay, so I'm gonna do for you a Would You Rather. Oh, good. Um... As many of them, it's coming from BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's, I'm hoping you haven't already done it. Uh, I probably haven't. It's 13 would-you-rather questions that will stump any Marvel and DC fan. Oh, God. Okay? Yep. So there's no, like, fucking quiz at the end that shows you, like, you're X, Y, or Z. It's just, like, do your votes, like, straight up match with, you know, the other popular votes kind of thing. Okay. So the first one is, which group would you rather join? Avengers, Guardians, X-Men, Justice League, Defenders, which is like Jessica Jones and Luke, um, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. uh, and then Fantastic Four. Ugh. Which one would I rather join? Mm-hmm. Probably the Avengers. 44% of people say the Avengers. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, which superpower would you rather have? Sorcery? Mind control, super speed, flight, invisibility, or be bulletproof? Mind control. Oh, 23%. Sorcery was number one with 36%. Now that you have a power, who would you rather battle? Hella, Ultron, Killjoy, that's from Jessica Jones, Ares, Ego or Thanos? Um, well, if with my superpower of mind control, mm-hmm. I'd rather battle Ego, probably. Okay, because he is just yeah. essentially a yeah. big hug mind. Yeah. Or Ares, one of the two. Yeah. That's fair. Awesome. Because Killjoy's thing is the same. Yeah. So I'm not sure yeah. how that would go. I chose Flight, I think. And then I just chose Kill Killjoy because I was like, well, he's the most human. He might be the most easy to beat if mm-hmm. I'm looking for like a successful yes. interaction. If you, you want to win. <laughs> uh, which relationship would you rather save? This one I had a lot of issues with. Okay. 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 So you're trying to save this relationship. Okay. Tony and Pepper. Ugh. Bruce and Natasha. Ugh. Superman and Lois. Ugh. Jessica and Luke. Ugh. Scarlet with Vision and Scott and Jean. Can I? What's the the what's the suicide? The Japanese like honor suicide? Can I just Poku yeah? Can it? I just do that and not save any of them? Because they're all terrible. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Tony and Pepper. Why? Because I like Pepper. Oh, I don't like. Pepper. And eventually. She'll wise up and realize that Tony's terror before her and walk away from him. See, I don't think she will. That's why you need to let her go. 
None of them. They're all awful choices. I actually really like Scott and Jean. That's the one that I chose. Yeah, that'd probably be the better one. Because that was like a real tragedy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was rightfully Mm -hmm. suspicious of Logan. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because all he wanted to do was get in Jean's pants. But wouldn't you want to get in Jean's pants? 100%. There you go. Yeah, Mal changed my answer. I think that makes more sense. Because the rest of them are terrible. Okay. Here's another tough one. Who would you rather resurrect? Oh, God. So somebody's who did. I don't know if I can spoil it for any of these movies if you haven't seen them. Darwin. Okay. Quicksilver. Okay. Yondu. Peggy. Logan or Steve? Steve, a hundred percent. There's no fucking question in my mind. Nah, Cap's like he got frozen and he's fine. Okay, I'm going for Chris Pine. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. I thought you would struggle with that one a little bit more. No, I I, when you said Peggy, I was like, and then but when I was it was gonna be Peggy, and then you said Steve. I was like, oh no, Steve, a hundred percent. Steve turns Peggy. Got it. Oh, well, and only because only because Captain America has like an opportunity to find happiness elsewhere. In the future. That but he's doesn't Wonder now. Woman? Well, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. The way that she's been set up, she's by herself. Peggy. I mean, she pines for Steve, and Bruce Wayne sends her that fucking picture. Yeah. A hundred years later. That's true. So I'm guessing no. Whereas it's, whereas Steve has had the opportunity, I think, to like mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. Right. Well, I think he's moving on. Well, it's weird that it's with Peggy's great niece. Yeah, but he didn't know that at first, and so I feel like when he was, like, That's first attracted to her, he didn't know that. When she was, like, you know, so I'm, I'm okay with that for that have reason. Have they, like, had relations? I don't think so. Okay. He, you have to remember that Cap is still, like, a child of the 30s, right? Like, he's, he's, I mean, he had his first kiss with Natasha. Remember when they were, like, hiding? Oh, my God. Really, Yeah. Steve? That's yeah. Rough. So yeah, Steve for sure, absolutely, one hundred percent, Steve Trevor. Because then Wonder Woman can like be, then she could be like surrounded by a bunch of useless men, and then also one who's useful. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> but slightly less useful than her. Yeah. Um. This one. Okay. Which TV hero would you rather fight alongside? The Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Quake, Blink, or White Canary? Supergirl. Yeah, fair. But not on that show, because it's terrible. Yeah, the show's terrible. Okay. Uh, where would you rather live? Just two, two choices here. Metropolis or Gotham? Well, I feel like Metropolis, but only because the bad shit that happens in Metropolis is slightly less, like, dark. Yeah, it's kind of more bright and shiny. Yeah, but also, but Gotham is more, is less, like, aliens and more, I don't Just know, poverty. Maybe somewhere in the middle. Social justice. Can I live in the middle? In a suburb between. Yeah. Because acor- apparently, according to, like, they're not far apart, so. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay in the middle. Okay. Would you want to name your weird fake town in the middle of Metropolis and Gotham? Mm, oh, let me think about that. Let me think about that for a second. I don't know. Keep asking. And I'll okay. Well, this is the last one. Okay. Or no, sorry. Okay. Oh. No, I lied. I just didn't apparently click on this one. Which hero would you rather hook up with? Oh, Jesus. Luke Cage, Aquaman, The Punisher, Black Panther, Young Professor X, or Peter Quill? Okay, say those again. Luke Cage. Yep. 
Aquaman. Yeah. The Punisher. Okay. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Young Professor X. Mm-hmm. Or Peter Quill. Punisher. I knew you were going <laughs> to Only 3% of people chose oh, him. Oh, and 97% of people are wrong. 35% chose Peter Quill. No. It's a bad choice. That's the wrong Chris. It's the wrong Chris. <laughs> Which hero, heroine would you rather hook up with? So we have... All of them? Psylocke, Jessica Jones, Scarlet Witch, Mystique, Black Widow, and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Of course. It's 52% is Wonder it's Woman. It's Wonder Woman, and then it's Black Widow, and then it's Mystique, and then the other three can, like... That's exactly the order that yeah, it is. That's, that is the only <laughs> option. That truly is the only option. Okay, what weapon would you rather wield? Uh, Thor's hammer, the lasso of truth, katanas, uh, the power ring, vibranium shield, or batarangs? Mm, Thor's hammer. I said lasso of truth. Mm. I think the hammer could make people tell the truth. <laughs> In a different kind of way. You're right. Most people chose that. And if someone has to die in Infinity War, who would you rather it be? Oh, God. Vision, Hawkeye, Tony, Cap, Hulk, or Thor? Can Thor die? Tony. Ooh, 49% of people chose Vision. Yeah, but he's... I think he kind of has to die to have the stone taken out. Yeah, I know, but I don't want him to die in the first one. Oh, you want him to die in... In the second part, yeah. In the second part? Tony. Tony could go. Okay. 10% 10% people. So it was Vision, Hawkeye, and then Tony. Huh. Uh, who would you rather form an alliance with? Magneto or Loki? Ooh. Loki. I, I think Magneto's the one, man. Loki's a trickster and he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, but also Magneto has, like, one point of view. Yeah. And Loki is just, like, all over the fucking place. I know, but if you're in a true alliance with him, I think that you could probably... It would work out quite well for you. And lastly, who would you rather watch as Batman? And I'm pretty sure I can figure out your answer to this one. In order, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, or Ben Affleck? Um, So Christian Bale, Mm. followed by Val Kilmer, followed by Michael Keaton, followed by Adam West... Followed by George Clooney, followed by any kid who's ever been Batman for Halloween, followed by Yourself a cardboard cutout, followed by Ben Affleck. So surprisingly, sixty-six percent of people choose Christian Bale, and then next with thirteen percent is Batfleck. I think that's just. I think that's recency bias. I think that's also recency more than bias anything because he's. So yeah, that's my assumption. I haven't seen any of the Justice League movies. I haven't either. Um, although I've seen, like, things with Aquaman, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. Like, when the Aquaman movie happens. It looks very interesting. I'll watch it, because I'll just watch Jason Momoa do things. Well, I've seen... <laughs> like, I've watched Jason Momoa, like, flipping pancakes, so whatever. Oh, for sure. He's very compelling. <laughs> Is that the word we're going for? <laughs> but I've seen photos from the set... And it just looks bonkers mm-hmm. because so much of it is going to be CGI. Them just like, what are they going to turn this bonker shit into? Yeah. And yeah. that's going to be interesting. Okay, so on that vein of like watching Jason Momoa flip pancakes. Okay. What is a cele- who's a celebrity that you would watch in like a YouTube series and what would the YouTube series be about? Like some some kind of like benign something or another. Oh, Idris Elba cleaning house. 
I don't fucking care. <laughs> Whatever it is, buying groceries. Just like get yourself a day in the life. Yes. Okay, I could I do could it. it. I could dig it. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And for you? God, I don't know. I've watched a lot of people do a lot of things, but like, because like, I don't know. I have, it's, I'm, it depends, because I always have to think that with like, it, there's a voice thing too. Mm. Every once in a while, I'm like, I would listen to that person read a phone book. Mm-hmm. Right? I would listen to it yourself or read a phone book. It sure. depends, because he's got his like, actual like, Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. That's like his rough and tumble London upbringing. Mm-hmm. But then he's got this like, very smooth, kind of put on mm-hmm. British accent too. Which, when he is eventually cast as James Bond, will be perfect. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I think he might be getting a bit too old, though. So, get it done! I know. Um, who would I want to watch, dude? Just something. Tom Hardy, Walking Dogs. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, just, fuck. Because he loves dogs so much. He does. I would love to watch, like, or, like, or like just Tom Hardy and dogs. Maybe not just walking dogs, but, like, training dogs and playing with dogs. And Yeah. I would watch a web series Just, like, series covered in puppies. Yeah. Just, like, love it like. You know those videos where there's, like, people, like, covered in? Yeah, that's what I want for Tom mm. Hardy. I think that's what Tom Hardy also wants for Tom Hardy, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could make this happen. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. What's just missing is a camera. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it does happen in his real life. I don't know. But, yeah. Like, he brought his dog to one of his movie premieres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does I, that a lot. I would enjoy. His dog is with him in Peaky Blinders, too. I would enjoy Tom Hardy with puppies. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty great. Is there a female version of this? Um, I did watch some um, video from uh, Comic-Con in New York with Gal Gadot and, like, meeting kids dressed as Wonder Woman. Yes, you sent me that video. I think maybe that. Whoa. I would just watch her, like, interact with people dressed as Wonder Woman, like little children. Um... And she just, like, each one, she just hugs. She lifts them up and hugs them, not just keeps them yeah. on the ground. She's like, you are mine now. Yeah. Oh, and so I cute. think I would also, um, I mean, Reese Witherspoon is doing the commercials, so it's kind of different. She's, like, for whatever she's doing commercials for, for, like, her holiday stuff. Mm. But I would watch, I would watch Reese Witherspoon do, like, a, a product testing. Because I feel like her commentary would be just I w- yeah. fabulous. Fair. I also super like Kristen Bell, too. I don't. I know. She's kind of, like, back and forth for people. You either like her or you don't. Yeah. And I'm also biased because I just rewatched the Veronica Mars movie yesterday, too, so. Um, but, yeah, I would, yeah, I think I think something like that would be kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, like, product testing. And, like, just acting the hell out of it. It would mm-hmm. be great. Um, or, alternatively, maybe just, like... At this point, like, Kristen Stewart, just, like, drunk news updates, I think would be amazing, because she takes no bullshit. No, that's true. Anymore, right? Like, just, I mean, she never really did, but now she's just 100% over all of it, and I think listening to her, like, read the news, but be drunk while doing it would be just incredible. See, my version of that is Gwendolyn Christie. Oh my god, yes. Because she's a fucking delight. She'd be pretty good. That did I send you that video of her and John B- John Boyega with the fear box on Vanity Fair? Yes. That I was killing myself yeah. laughing. Those two together just hanging, love it. Yeah. So I hope that in the next Star Wars movie, there's more. Fast one. Yes, and maybe she'll take off. I mean, she her her helmet is cracked, and you can see a little but bit. She behind. falls into the fire. I know, but I don't think she's done. 
That's what I don't like about these movies is that no one's ever really dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I would watch. I think it'd be fun. Can you imagine the drunk dudes of Kristen Stewart? It'd be great. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Just like railing on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Just down with the patriarchy. Pretty much. Just all of it. Um. Also, something I did put on our schedule. I was I was watching Stranger Things with my kids on oh, Friday. Yeah, right. So, we watched um, episode six, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't remember what it is. It's the one after Dig Dug, but I can't remember what the episode's called. Anyway, and like Hopper has to be like in the delousing shower because he's been like pulled out of the upside down or whatever. And I was just I was like, there's kids in my classroom, and I'm watching this, and I was just like, this is one hundred percent my jam. <laughs> and so what I sent to Kelsey. Um, was Naked Hopper in the delousing shower at the beginning of episode 6 of Stranger Things is 100% my jam, holy fuck. <laughs> like, not, and I was telling Ruby about this last night, and she just laughed at me. And she's like, oh, I can see that. <laughs> she hasn't watched season 2 yet, but she's like, oh, I can make it. She hasn't watched season 2 no. yet? No. Oh, she's just too busy. Yeah. She'll I, watch over Christmas. I find it so funny, too, how uh, David Harbour has, like, embraced the idea of dad bod. Oh, 100%. And and I love it. on Twitter all the time. I just, love like, it. I would listen to him read a phone book. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, and that, that see, because that episode where, because it's in that episode where he's been gone for however long, and he's, like, on the radio trying to make contact with Eleven, but she's there. not there, and mm-hmm. he doesn't know that, and he's like, I'm sorry, I've been gone for so long, he's like, I, I'll, you know, I'll tell you when I get home, and I was just like, oh. I know, it's crushing. I know, but then it, like, makes the payoff in Nine, I think it is, so mm-hmm. much better, so. But yeah, he's just, and he doesn't know yet, right, obviously, she's not there. I love it. My kids were really squirmy with, like, um, Nancy. With that. They thought, they thought were, like, kind of squirmy about it. But I was like, whatever. I don't care. With her and, what's his name? Jonathan? Yeah. yeah. Going to see Crazy Guy? Yeah. And then, like, the... And then, like, laying in, in, and he's on the sofa and she's... And then that, and at breakfast in the morning when the guy's like, how was the pullout? And I was... I just burst out laughing and, like, one kid got the joke. <laughs> I was like, oh, you innocent grade tens. You're so wonderful. That's super funny. Um, but yeah, they were just, they got kind of squirmy about that, which I mm-hmm. thought was funny. Yeah, but and I can understand why. I think if they were in a room with their peers, they would not be squirmy about it. No, just because there's an adult there's in the room. There's a teacher in the room, and yeah. they don't know how to react. Like it's it's still the same if I'm watching something with my dad, and there's like the slightest reference to anything sexual in it. You're just like, this is an uncomfortable space. Did I ever tell <laughs> you that I went to see Wolf of Wall Street with my parents? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> So, and I was sitting between them, too, which is even funnier somehow. So, like, the opening where he's, like, blowing coke up the hooker's ass, I was just like, this is how tonight's gonna go. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And then, and then just the number of F-bombs in that movie I thought was really funny because my parents aren't those people. Your mom hates profanity. My dad hates it more than my mom does. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, but it was just so funny because, like, as soon as it started, and I was just like, I'm like, oh god, this is just gonna go horribly. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to. Yeah, that might have been the most uncomfortable movie watching experience of my entire life. We played um, Cards Against Humanity with my dad. It was a questionable decision, but it ended up being very funny. Oh, I'm sure it was. What would happen is there was this unspoken rule. Nobody said anything about it to establish it. But what I noticed everyone would do is if there was an overtly, like, sexual card, we would all, like, switch it for something else so that we didn't end up having to actually play it, which was nice. I would never play Cards Against Humanity 
I wouldn't even bring it up with my parents. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. We were, like, crying. We were laughing so hard. It was real good. Um, are you going to talk at all about Riverdale? Um. I wanted to save that. Um, maybe save it. Sorry, Tyler. Okay. Because we have some questions. That's why I was asking. He asked about it in the questions, too. Maybe I'll yeah. talk about it then. Okay. Um, okay. So, we have some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is from Ryan. Favorite childhood cartoon? His was Bugs Bunny and 2D Show. I really, really like Teddy Ruxpin and mm. also Inspector Gadget. Those are my two favorites. I also really liked um, Bugs Bunny and Tweety. When, when I was in kindergarten, we walked to school in my hometown, and my grandma lived between our house and the school. So what I would do at lunch is I would go to her house, and she made me mac and cheese and apple juice, and we'd watch um, Bugs Bunny and Tweety with my grandpa. Nice. It was very, yeah. Those awesome. are good memories. Those are good memories. Inspector Gadget, I watched every day when I was a kid. Every day. I remember, like, watching it, but I, I think I thought that... Who's the evil dude? Dr. Claw. I think I thought that he was scary. Because mm. I know my That's sister fair. watched it, but she was four years older than me. Yeah. So I think I was just a bit too young. Um, You did say when you asked for questions, you said you had some questions. Why does the K-11 obscure German soccer team? And then... um. Someone wants to know which obscure German soccer team. Um, it's TSG Hoffenheim, which is in Sinsheim, Germany. They are the best, and I'm actually a little bit heartbroken because Malcolm just texted me that they traded uh, Sandro Wagner to Bayern. Mm. But I forget. I should have relooked this up. I stumbled onto them because Malcolm uh, is very into soccer he supports Celtic and over the summer with I forget which league were the champions like I don't know but this little obscure German soccer team Hoffenheim was playing at Liverpool okay. he was like this is so cool watch this with me like they're third tier German soccer like there's the underdogs this is amazing and I was watching them and immediately discovered that I hate Liverpool because they're pieces of shit, but also that I loved Hoffenheim because oh, they played yeah. fucking hard and their coach was great. They've got a great goalie. And I was just like, I'm so into this. And I found out later that their mascot is like a moose named Rudy. Oh. Into it. Perfect. It's like, it's so great. It's just made for you. It's just made for me. Um. So I can only watch them... Like, they play games at 7.30 in the morning on Saturdays sometimes, mm-hmm. so it's very difficult to find time to watch, but mm-hmm. I do my best. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, you also wanted to know how I got so tall. <sighs> I feel like that was genetics. I had nothing to do with it. Mm. The weather up here is not actually any better, mm. but I can see over crowds, so that's nice. That is very helpful. It is super helpful. I can always see my short friends in crowds, too. Me. Yeah. Good. <laughs> usually, I can't usually see them. That's not true. I can see, like, the hole where they're standing, though. Because <laughs> they're shorter than <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, Amanda had a really good question, and I've been thinking really hard about this. I'm going to get to that question in just a second here. Um, who would win in a fight, Miles Wood or Zidino Chara? Um, Chara has a much longer reach than Miles Wood, but Miles Wood is way faster, and I think he would just skate away to avoid the fight. And Chara's old man body won't let him fight anymore, because he's 40. Yeah, I think if we're talking about, like, sheer punching power, 
Chara could destroy mm-hmm. Miles. But Miles, you know. Miles Wood's pretty good. He's pretty good. Miles Wood, pretty good. <laughs> um, she's asking questions about the World Junior Team, and I don't know anything about the World Junior Team. I don't know if so like a thing. be offended all you want. I don't know what's going on. I find it so funny how Amanda really has strong connections to Canadian sports. Yeah. Like, you're pretty much partially Canadian by now, Amanda. Yeah, that's true. Her bad FMK of the week, Ginger Edition. That's pretty good. Is it? Claude Giroux. Oh, boy. Corey Schneider. Oh, boy. Paul Martin. Oh, boy. Wait, I don't know what Paul Martin looks like. I'm gonna be I don't really know what Paul Martin looks like either, but I'm probably going to kill him, so... <laughs> Let's see that. It's not great. Uh, you're going to kill Paul Martin. You're going to kill Paul Martin. Yeah, and I'm going to probably marry Corey Schneider. That's exactly what I yeah, okay. do. Yeah, okay. Deal. Okay. Because if we marry Corey Schneider, then we keep him around for a while, and then maybe good things will happen. And as a goalie, he's got all his teeth, which is very nice. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, and then Claude Giroux, obviously, because he's not terrible. Um. Okay. Amanda's question, and this is, like, a really good question, I think. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, did it make a sound? I've been actually thinking about this, and my answer is no. I mean, it does, but if there's no one actually around to hear it, then, like, the sound is a perception, right? Like, it does make a sound. Like, there's no there's no denying that, right? Because mm-hmm. when stuff falls, it makes noise. But if nobody is around to, like, register the sound... So you're talking about then the meaning of the sound yeah. is nothing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't, doesn't matter that, that it makes a sound. But doesn't that imply a human bias? Like a human primacy bias to all things to have meaning? They have to happen and occur to humans? Of course, but, like, also... Do you live on the earth? Like, that's kind of how things go, right? Like, you know? Touche, my friend. Right? I mean... Touche. But, but it's an interesting question, because, like, yeah, obviously stuff does make sounds, but, like, if no one's around to hear it, the sound ultimately doesn't matter, because it hasn't impacted. Mm-hmm. Right? But wouldn't the sound impact the animals who live in and around the tree? Yeah, but we're humans. We don't care about the animals. I do, baby. <laughs> I don't eat them. Well, I don't eat the animals that live in the forest. I just eat the ones that were raised on factory farms. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> Animal slavery. Um. Anyway, I was just, I was just thinking about this sort of like philosophical <laughs> bent to that question. That like, yeah, if if there's a sound, sure, but like, if no one actually hears it, does it actually does the is the sound significant? Mm. There's this very interesting commentary that you could make too about. Um, actions that happen in kind of like a vacuum right Mm -hmm. and if things have worth if they don't have a domino effect on other things Mm -hmm. Um, it's too late in the semester for me to figure anything out related to the importance of that I need this is like an after Christmas break sort of thing yeah (laughs) when I've had some sleep um Tyler we're not going to talk about um Riverdale but he does have an FMK for you okay Betty Veronica Cheryl kill Cheryl no sorry going back kill Veronica F Cheryl marry Betty oh wow wow what say you Tyler what say you? Also, okay, one thing about, no, two things about Riverdale. 
zagging here to get it squeaking in. They, there was a discovery on who, like, the Black Hood is. I don't believe it. I think it's a ruse. I don't think the story's over yet. Okay. But Archie and Betty finally kissed. <gasps> I was like, oh, Eric, punch it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Screw everybody else. Okay. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Mike has two questions. First one, you get to create your own new holiday this season based on the Garbage Fire brand. What's it called and what are the traditions? I'm so excited for this. It's trash day. We could day. talk for an hour about It's obviously this. trash day. And it's every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday, yeah. And what are your traditions? Um, my traditions would be you get up and watch your football team at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you talk to your friend for like two hours. And then, or more, or more, and then you complain about all the work that you have to do, but don't actually do any of the work. And then at about eight o'clock, you realize that you've oh, shit. you royally fucked up, yeah. and you still have to get groceries. That's true. That's that's my Sunday every week. So mine is alarmingly similar to that. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw in a yes. If we could like shoehorn in there, you know, you watching your favorite hockey boy. Oh yes. That'd be pretty great. As part of the tradition, I think that's I good. I think that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. That'd be a pretty good way to spend a Sunday. Yeah. Don't complain. Um, okay. And Mike has another really great question. I don't know if you've seen this one. I kind of hope you haven't. I see them, and then I immediately forget them, so... Okay. It's not really a question. Oh. Imagine two circles. Okay. Circle one, good at hockey. Oh, should I do remember this Circle question? two, can't please a woman. <laughs> Middle part, irony. I give you the Ben diagram. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> You're the fucking greatest. Uh, yeah. So that's that. That's, that's all we have. <laughs> Just going to end on that. Your delivery of it was also perfection. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I do it again. Mike, we need you on this fucking podcast. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, so that's it. On this glorious Sunday in which global warming is real. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, thank you for listening. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We and sure are. you can follow me on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. And because we have the best... Thank you. Finally, finally said it wasn't me. <laughs> because we have the best fucking listeners, Tyler has purchased GarbageFirePod.com for us. Yeah. Right now, it just redirects to our WordPress, but... uh, It's easier to remember than the WordPress. Yeah, garbagefirepod.com. This is fucking great. Um, So thanks for that. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a joke, and then it wasn't. And you didn't believe it either, did you? I didn't, no. No. Um, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MIG14. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, like, yell about stuff. Um, I do want to say something. My kids in my swim team fucking killed it at city finals this year i crushed it um they did not win because your school won because your school treats swimming like an intramural sport and i have a whole host of issues with that yes um because it's not an intramural sport and it bothers me so like the competition is always a competition for second place yes so my school got second place overall in cities and how many kids did you have uh like 58 yeah we did 111 so it's a problem yeah and it's the only school that has it. Like, we have the second biggest team. And yeah. so it, it, it is a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But anyway, whatever. There's I no. I agree. It's a problem. There's no 
there's, there's no, no equity that can happen in that. Th- but there's also no way to fix it because no. then you have to limit the size of. Well, actually, I guess you could be like, no schools can have more than sixty kids. You could just say that. Mm-hmm. But your school would still win because they just take all the club kids. Yes, I think. And a lot of the club kids come to my school for swimming. And a lot of the kids, uh, the club kids don't go to, like, swim team practices, uh, and they show up at, like, one meet and qualify, and that also bothers me. But anyway, that's yep. that's a, an issue for another day. Um, but my guys got second place uh, in the city, which is awesome. That's excellent. And we won 16 medals, and I think last year we won, like, five, so it's, it was so, good. But that's the start of, like, a strong program, yeah. right? It was a really good day. that huge success, and... That's amazing. I'm happy for them. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was lots of fun. And we beat your school in a couple races, and I definitely enjoyed that. Good, More I'm than glad. anything else that day. I'm very glad. Yeah, it was As it was you good. guys deserve to. Yeah. You absolutely deserve to. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, we're not going to record next week. Well, we went during the week, but not for the next weekend, because it's like Christmas, and you're out of town. And... Yeah, and we're not sure we're going back. But we are going to do our leap year live watch commentary which is gonna be so fun over the winter break yeah because we're not back in school to the eighth yeah so we're gonna do that and then we'll do some other stuff and yeah we'll at some point in time talk about like t-shirts and things again yes and maybe um supporting us in paypal or something like that yeah because we have some some things that we would like to maybe get at improve upon yeah like talking Before elocution courses, yeah. please. Um, no, really, like microphones and stuff, but like it costs money. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We have some thoughts. We do. And a model maybe to follow, so. Yes. That might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, so yeah, we'll figure that out over Christmas and then we'll be back and sometime next week. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do our leap year thing next week. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be really funny. So psyched. I love that movie. It's so terrible. Still got to figure out how to watch it. I maybe know something about the DVD copy of it. I'm trying to find out. Well, as soon as we do this, we'll let you know if you can, like, rent it for, like, two ninety nine on fucking YouTube or, or something. We'll tell you how that you can watch it, too, so that you can mm-hmm. enjoy it with us. But we just have to do a bit more research. Yes, we do. That's all we have. Thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. I suppose, to all of you people who celebrate Christmas. And, like, whatever else. The people who don't. Happy Hanukkah to... When was Hanukkah? It's still going on. It's it's in three days, right? The end of it's on the 20th? Yeah. Yeah. So happy Hanukkah to those people. And, um, yeah. Enjoy your holiday season. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like and whatever that brings. Yes. And you'll know we'll be back in the dumpster after the holidays. We're never leaving the dumpster. We should just move in. Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you again so much for listening. Mm Mm-hmm.